Jigs and Bigs is proud to announce we're being supported by Old Glory Outdoors. They're a veteran-owned company that carries fishing and hunting gear. Plus, they're highly active in supporting veteran organizations and charities. Old Glory is an authorized dealer of favorite rods, FX rods, Guggenbaits, X-Zone lures, Sixth Sense, and many more. There's a brick-and-mortar store located in East Brookfield, Massachusetts, but you can also order online at oldgloryoutdoors.com. They ship anywhere in the lower 48 states or order online and pick up at the store. When you order, use the promo code JIGSANDBIGS and you'll save 10% off your complete order. Plus, you'll help support the show. Make sure to check out the apparel line called OGO Gear while you're there. Old Glory Outdoors believes in the slogan, start them young, to keep kids away from screens and enjoying nature. They've got a full array of live bait too. Check out oldgloryoutdoors.com and use the promo code JIGSANDBIGS, save some money, and gear up now. guys how you doing bobby roast beef here for another episode of jigs and bigs and uh, we got a uh, we've got a good one for you we've got a real banger if if you will let's let's go ahead and uh, and get into this intro because there's a lot to cover there's actually a whole lot so i'm actually recording this a little bit later than i normally would episodes i, I tell people that generally they drop for tuesday morning and i'm recording this now on monday at 7 p.m that's usually quite a bit later than i normally do but the reason why i'm doing this so late is so i can give you as up to date as possible uh, information for the uh, the Chronic Trips Elevated Virtual Fishing Tournament uh, standings. Get, get you all that information uh, as, as up to date as possible uh, for when the time is that we drop the episode. So that's why I'm doing this. I've got a lot to talk about today. Uh, let's go ahead and start with the list, like the newest thing that's going on. You may have noticed that uh, over at uh, the Instagram page, and if you've listened to any of the episodes in the last day or so, uh, there is some new artwork. Uh, there's a brand new uh, logo for the for the show. Uh, it's the main uh, logo that that shows up on our well on uh, Apple iTunes. Not for the individual episodes. I'm still going to try to uh, maintain changing those periodically. But we do have a new logo, and there's a, a really major reason why that's the case. Uh, is because now there's merch available. There is jigs and bigs merchandise available. We got hoodies, we got t-shirts, we've got long sleeve tees, and as a matter of fact. In one of the designs, we actually have uh, uh, unisex tank tops and women's uh, razorbacks. It's there's two different designs going. There is uh, the logo design, which is a pretty good logo. I I, I kind of like it. I'm a little I'm a little uh, biased here. I, I did design it uh, myself, and uh, I, I I think it uh, it it does the job. I, I really like it. I'm, I was I was looking for something really, really simple and recognizable that uh, gets right to it. And I think that that did. And then there is a uh, another line, uh, a collection. A, yeah, a collection, if you will. Uh, the collection is called the Blackheart Collection, and uh, it's only available. All all the garments are only in black. That's where you have the uh, tank tops and the razorbacks and the hoodies, all that good stuff. And it's got a little bit more of a fine line design, and uh, it's just black and white. And it's uh, it's it's a little more uh, 
little more stylized, I think. Uh, and, you know, they're available if you would like them. So where do you get all of this stuff? Well, it's really, really easy. I'm going to be leaving uh, in the show notes, in the show notes. So if you open up the podcast and you look at the more info section and most players, uh, you'll see that there are show notes available that you can look at. And sometimes I put important information there, either links sometimes with the guests or I'll put, uh, well, in this case, I'll be putting a link for the merchandise if you want to go and jump in there you can go ahead and get some or all you got to do is go over to my instagram page and uh visit me on instagram and i've changed out the link in the bio for the most part everybody kind of understands that this is a podcast it's available on all sorts of podcasting platforms uh mainly since we've established apple podcasts it's become a major major flow of traffic uh apple podcasts spotify of course uh google podcasts those are the three major big ones uh but we have some other smaller ones like uh pocket cast we've got Podbean. we've got uh oh, a handful of other services out there and they basically do the same thing they get your podcast data they deliver it to you with a notification that uh, that you, you it's waiting there for you and then you can go ahead and download it or listen to it uh by streaming so that's how that stuff works i don't know why i'm explaining that to you <laughs> Anyway, uh, the whole idea is that uh, we've got merchandise available. Uh, I've changed out the link on my Instagram so that you can get there easily. Go to the store, order the things that you like. And right now, things are done uh, as a campaign, but there's no minimum. So as soon as you order, once the campaign is over, they're only going to be available for about three weeks each time. And once you order, you know, uh, at the end of that three-week period, boom, they're going to ship everything right out to you. You'll be good to go. And I believe you can get free shipping on five items or more. So if you get a bunch of people together and you order some stuff, it'll be awesome. More designs will be coming in the future. Uh, that is a fact. We're going to be adding, Is in fact, I, I had a conversation with Sean the Fisherman. We did some fishing uh, over the weekend, and we spoke about the idea of doing an actual Sean the Fisherman t-shirt. Uh, coming up with an idea of, of what it might look like and you know, coming up with a, sort of a way to style it and make it interesting, uh, as well as a Sean the Fisherman hoodie. And there will be other things that we'll be putting out there. I've got a couple of one-liners that I use when I'm on the water, and I think that they could be just fun to utilize and could be a lot of a, a good time. So look forward to that. There will be new designs added. And of course, of all the social media, we're going to be dropping all that information on when these things are available. So essentially what I'm getting to is this new merchandise and the current merchandise that we have available for you means that you can represent your favorite fishing podcast. Uh, you can look fantastic doing it. You can keep yourself warm and dry at the water. And on top of that, uh, you can you can support uh, the podcast directly. Uh, in fact, that's the, the most direct Direct way that you can support the podcast is by purchasing merchandise. It's it's a big deal, so that would be fantastic. Let's talk about uh, future plans for the podcast. Obviously, we're going to be continuing to bring in new guests, new 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 segments as things continue to grow. We're really 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 excited with. Uh, I'm blown away personally with where. I- things have ended up right now in this short amount of time. I, I, I got to be honest with you. Now, one of the things that I really want to focus on, and, and it's been really difficult to even kind of like wrap my head around during the whole um, quarantine epidemic, like a quarantine pandemic uh, period that we've kind of been going through, actually through the entire life of this current podcast. Th- one of the things I really want to do is organize a meetup slash tournament. And I, I have a couple ideas rattling around uh, in my head. I need to get uh, permission to be able to do this at this area. And I need to obviously wait until the green light is on. Uh, so I am doing a lot of research on my end right now to sort of learn how to do 
provide a good and fun tournament experience. It's not going to be anything crazy, but it'll be a lot of fun, and it will be a virtual style tournament where you'll be able to get together, compete, have 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 a great time, and uh, and it'll be a whole lot of fun. We'll we'll have some prizes and stuff to give away. It'll be it'll be great. It'll be a whole lot of fun. What else do we have? Oh, I guess it's that time. It's that time. We got to talk about the Chronic Trip standings and review. Now, you guys know from previous episode that this whole tournament's going down on the app called Fish Donkey, and it runs from June the 1st until the end of the month, the entire month of June, and it's been kind of crazy. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go through each uh, species and the final, the the bonus, uh, I guess, category, and I'll break down who is in what position so far. It's it, this. Keep in mind, this tournament is open to freshwater anglers and saltwater anglers, and uh, while it is divided up by specific species, things are not necessarily um, so closed off. Like there is one of the categories is any any stringer of five fish, and when I explain what's going on there, it's going to get crazy. So. Let's start out with the first one, the stringer of one catfish. So your best, uh, your longest catfish is what essentially gets gets run in there. In fourth place, we got four entries here. We've got Brock Jenkins with an 11.5 incher. Third place, we got Joey Merkt at uh, 12.5 inches at 12 and a, a 12 and three quarters. We've got Mark Huard, nice job. Second place, and in first place, uh, 14 and a half inches. We've got Sean. The Fisherman right there. Sean Dominic, nice job. Next up, Stringer of Crappie. We've got four there, too. We've got Sean the Fisherman in fourth place at 8.75 inches for Crappie. We've got Joey Merkt at a 10-inch Crappie. Second place is uh, Mark Huard with 11.75 inches in uh, longest Crappie. And Devin McDaniel with a foot 12 inches Crappie. Nice job. Let's go ahead. The next category is Haddock. We only have one entry for Haddock. We got Brock Jenkins with a 19-inch Haddock. Uh, next category is Stringer of Largemouth Bass. Now, this is by far the most popular category where people have been getting the most catches. Let's talk about it. Laura Huard, 13, point, uh, 13 and a quarter inches in eighth place. Seventh place, yours truly, Bobby Rose Beef, <laughs> seventh place right there at uh, 14 inches. 14 and a half, we've got Mark Huard Jr. at sixth place. Fifth place belongs to Devin McDaniel, 14 three-quarters inches. Fourth place goes to Joey Merck with 15 inches on the nose, 16 inches for Nelson DaCosta in uh, third place. Second place, we have Dennis Trianta Fiopolis with an 18 inch inch largemouth and in first place we've got sean the fisherman with 18 and a half inches currently in first for largemouth bass now we go northern pike no catches for northern pike i was out today hoping to get on some pike and it did not happen so nobody's got any northern pike so far uh perch we only have two entries we've got mark huard jr with a nine and a half inch perch joey murked is in first place on the perch list with ten and a half inch we've got Pickroll. This one gets a little bit busy. We've got five entries here. Sean the Fisherman with 17 and a quarter for fifth place. Fourth place, Mark Huar Jr. at 18 and a quarter. 19 inches all the way around. Third place, we've got Dennis Triantafilopoulos. I am sorry if I'm destroying that uh, that last name, Dennis. I really do apologize. But anybody who's ever played one of my trivia games anywhere at bars and restaurants, you know, back in the olden days, they understand that's just how I roll. Second place, we got Joey Merck with 20 
and Pickerel, Chain Pickerel, nice job. And then Nelson DaCosta, oh, this is a change up. Nelson in first place with 20 inch one quarter, nice job. Next stringer, let's look at Smallmouth, only one entry, and it was like this as a matter of fact. I believe when we recorded the last standings a week ago, Devin McDaniel with the only smallmouth at 13 and and three quarters of an inch. The only smallmouth so far. So, before I go any further, I would have blown this out by about an inch and a quarter, uh, but I left my damn measuring board in the car. So... That sucked. <laughs> I was pretty far walk away, and uh, I just decided, you know, I'm probably not going to catch anything crazy. Yeah, and I caught a 15-incher. How do I know? Because I measured it with a uh, a piece of my leader line uh, from my tackle box, and then I measured that line when I got back to the car, and I said, you fat bastard, uh, you would have had first place there. Although, when I get to the end of this, you'll understand why that doesn't seem to matter. So, uh, Striped Bass. I said last week I was expecting a lot for Striped Bass. We only have one entry right now. Brock Jenkins of the 25-inch striper. We've got Sunfish right now. Nobody with a uh, a valid entry. I believe we have an 8-inch minimum for any entry right there. We have a 6.99 from Devin McDaniel. So that one is not entered in. It says denied in here. As far as trout goes, we've got top three. We've got three of them. Sean the Fisherman at 12 and a half inches. We got 18 and a quarter from Mark Huard Jr. And Laura. Laura Huard there with uh, 22 and a half. Nice job. That's a nice little lead there. Uh, let's no cod on that that stringer list. No, oh no, we do have one mackerel. Brock Jenkins, uh, clearly uh, ha- having access there to some salt water. Fourteen inch mackerel. Let's see what's next. Tuna. Nobody's gotten any tuna so far. Now this is where things get really interesting. Um, stringer of five any other fish, meaning this is any species that you want can be put in here, and essentially the the longest stringer uh, that you have, the, 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 the better you can. There are a few of these that are unverified, so I am just going to leave those in there. I'm going I'm to mention where they are, where they stand, and uh, we'll have to hold off until they do get verified, but we have seventh place, Devin McDaniel with a five stringer of 21 and a quarter inches. Brock Jenkins coming in at 22 inches in sixth place. Sean the Fisherman at 25 and a half in fifth. Nelson DaCosta comes in at 41 and a half. We've got Mark Huau Jr. in third place at 81 inches total. Uh, second place is Joey Merkt uh, at... 89 inches total for that five stringer. And then we have Aaron Coleman. Aaron Coleman at 105 and a half inches so far. Now, this is what I want to go ahead and, and, and explain, guys. We have so two of these are un, unverified. Uh, one of them is uh, Sean, uh, Sean the Fisherman in fifth, unverified. That's just yet. And then Joey Merck. That only means that the, uh, the, the ruling authorities have not gone through and checked these off yet. It may just be that they haven't gotten to them. There may be some of these catches may just be too new to have been verified by judges. So keep in mind that there's a couple positions that might shift around a little bit depending on how things work. Odds are these will all be verified. All right, so 
Stringer of five, we have a lot of different species in here. We have, uh, let's see. I mean, I got to look at the pictures here, but we have we have some sunfish. We have, uh, which was under under uh, under the eight, eight, eight inches. We have some people that are entering in largemouth, which makes sense if you have a largemouth to enter, go for it. We've got, uh, let's see, what is, what is Brock entering here? I'm not even sure what this is in the picture. My saltwater species identification is terrible i will let me just get cut to the chase guys we have in first place aaron coleman uh has three fish in total one of which uh is a 43 inch shark so uh that happened uh, and if you've seen the meme uh it uh that that about that's why i was looking for some pike today hoping i could go and and get like a, a 40 incher there and help in the main main uh main event but uh did not seem to work out that way but anyway that is a chronic trips trips uh elevated virtual fishing tournament standings currently right now where that stands now we still have we've we've still got two, you know two weeks to go here no even even more so we're only one entire week all the way through so we still have like three weeks here to go so if you're not involved here and if you've got access or maybe you want to go and do a tuna charter in, in gloucester I, i'd be down <laughs> if you're a game you know, you should go ahead and join. So all you got to do is go to Fish Donkey and uh, search for Chronic Trips. You'll find everything right there. And if you don't have a bump board that's uh, up to snuff for uh, for the tournament, you can actually order it directly through Fish Donkey. They'll send it right out to you. And it's relatively inexpensive, too. I think it's like 13 bucks, which is not too bad. And uh, it's pretty, pretty solid. Anyway, that does it for the standings there. Let's talk about my week of fishing. My goodness. All right, so... I had fished uh, most of the week for two or three hours here or there in between, mainly fishing for the tournament. So I had one situation on Thursday. I got out a little bit late, and my goal was, because I knew I was kind of getting spanked in the uh, largemouth bass category, I decided I was going to try out uh, a brand new area and go for some smallmouth and try and uh, get ahead there. And uh, I went to uh, a, a spot, and this is just like I said, I went out and I, I caught a 15-inch smallmouth uh, on a drop shot, and it was just perfect conditions. It was gorgeous. And of course, I didn't have my board, so I was not able to enter it. That sucked. But I will be going back to that spot and hopefully redeeming myself with an even larger smallmouth. We'll see how that goes. So that was Thursday. Friday, we turned it around, and I met with Sean the Fisherman, and we went out. Uh, we took a little road trip. We did some kayak fishing. Now, uh, my last kayak fishing excursion was extremely frustrating. The wind was crazy. We had big boats all over the place. It was just bananas. And, you know, it really kind of left me thinking, like, is this really, like, something I'm going to do? Like, is this is this where I see me spending my time kayak fishing? Or do I, do I, is it that I like fishing more than I like, you know, getting myself and orientating myself around? Uh, Sean and I went out and we had, we had a great day. Um, the goal was to go and get some big fish for the tournament that was the whole plan we went to uh, a couple of different ponds and um I hooked up on three altogether, and they were all largemouth. Uh, the last one was absolutely wonderful, but I got to tell you, man, there's there's definitely a learning curve to fishing in a kayak. Um, I that was a big 
day for me. I had caught uh, a, a, a good sized largemouth. I, I don't know that it would have put me up at the. I mean, like definitely wouldn't have wasn't over eighteen inches or anything like that. But uh, it would have brought me up from. I was in uh, last place at this point, and it would have helped me out a little bit, uh, at least for my fragile ego, anyway. So what ended up happening was this: I had uh, had the fish. I had I had netted the fish, put the fish in the net right there in the boat and uh you know the fish is kind of flopping around a little bit and kind of flops out of the net but i'm thinking to myself no problem he's still on the jig i'm good this is great so i go to pick up the rod and put a little tension on that hook so that he's not going anywhere and as he flopped out of the net the jig popped right out of his mouth which was just heartbreaking now i'm trying to reach and grab him this is all happening as i'm fumbling for my phone by the way so i can take the pictures to enter the enter the score or you know enter the measurement and and uh, as he does this, he flops around more and one more time and self-released himself. Uh, but I'll tell you what, uh, it was a really fantastic day. It really, really was. It got me started. It, it started me thinking about, you know, may, maybe uh, looking into to picking up a kayak and making that um, a regular sort of thing for some of the bodies of water that I fish normally on the bank and just try to enhance that experience a little bit more. It might not be such a bad idea. I had a really great time on Friday. So then it brings us to Saturday and I got together with my good buddy, Paul. You remember Paul from episode two. I got to have Paul on again. Uh, it's It's been a little bit, but Paul and I went out we hit four bodies of water uh paul caught two or three uh pickerel one of them was a really pretty decent size actually the other two were small ones i it was our fourth body of water we had gone to and i had caught the dinkiest of all the dinks like ever and uh i i you know i i needed that fish i needed that fish to bite i really did and uh and and, and it did you know i didn't get skunked i felt pretty good uh also had um somebody who who recognized me from fish brain who happened to be fishing that uh, that body of water stopped by and said hello so it was cool you know meeting uh some some people who had you know kind of in social media and in various direction sort of kind of crossed our paths which is kind of cool and it was uh so that was saturday that brings us to sunday sunday i didn't fish that's it no big deal Today, however, I had the most amazing day. I got together with Tim Jacks. He was on uh, episode four. He invited me to go out on his boat. And uh, this is monumental for one major reason. I have never fished on a proper bass boat before, ever, ever. I've, I've fished in you know small boats, John boats, and things like that. Never in, uh, in, in an actual bass boat before. So this is a real treat for me, um, just to be able to have like the, the, the space and the mobility and it was great. I mean, you know, I, I fished uh, the back of the boat and uh, I got on too. I, I had a bunch of, you know, we had a real, uh, a real rough, a real cold front come through well, on Sunday and then, uh, uh, no, not on Sunday. I'm sorry. On Saturday night, it got really cool. And then on uh, on Sunday, it stayed that way overnight and uh, woke up today. I was only, only 50 degrees, which was actually might have even been high 40s when I woke up. Got out there early and it was cold. So the bite wasn't fantastic, but I still got on two. Both of them were too small to really do anything for the tournament, but I caught a smallie and then I caught uh, an LMB, which is great. Uh, Pretty good time. So we had a good time. Thank you, Tim, for having me out. It was really, really great. I got to tell you, going on that boat and uh, and kind of like, 
like, you know, having that experience, man, that's just opened up a whole other can of worms now. You are not kidding. So, guys, what's in store tonight or for today's show? Let's talk about this. I got uh, Jordan Capone. Jordan is a North Carolina guy who, uh, well, he's, I'll let him tell his story. Uh, He's not originally from North Carolina, though. Well, he'll tell the story how he got there. Um, He does a lot of fishing. He is, uh, he's about to be married. Uh, Our paths kind of crossed through uh, Wild Bill at uh, Hookset Hoodlums. That's how things kind of tied together, all via Instagram. And uh, he definitely likes to get out there and get them. Jordan's a good guy. Uh, He absolutely is. In fact, in this episode, we had a listener contact me and, uh, and ask me some questions for some advice, some fishing advice, and not really feeling like... I am the appropriate guy to be giving fishing advice necessarily. Uh, I kind of put Jordan on the spot a little bit, and I said, let's team up and do this together. And he was game for it. So it worked out really good. Hopefully, you know, we can uh, at least give some ideas to, uh, you know, an angler who's 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 looking to get creative. So that's, that's ultimately all we can do, right? Anyway, guys, we're going to go ahead and hear from Sean the Fisherman, and then a word from our sponsors, and we will be back with Jordan. And, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be great. We'll see you guys on the other end. Sean. 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 Hey, this is Sean the Fisherman, my weekly fishing-related story. I just want to talk about, uh, for those of us who are in kayaks and how we can react to, uh, to boaters that are not in kayaks, guys with, you know, guys and gals with motorboats, guys and gals with motorboats, um, we're at your mercy. If you guys come too close with us, aside from tipping or losing all our gear, like we can get hurt or killed. Please, please, please watch out for your kayakers. Try to, try to cut us some slack. We try to get out of the way, but we're not that fast. Uh, I just want to share a couple of, uh, a couple of anecdotes related to that. Uh, number one, I was on a local body of water testing out a kayak that I had planned to buy with my, uh, my wife and sons and it was colder water. And we had our life vests on, but uh, for whatever reason, seven or eight o'clock in the morning when we were out there, there was a guy that decided in a John boat that looked like he had a, God, I don't even know how big the motor was on the back of it, doing circles and causing waves. And this is when my kids were young. I don't know what the deal was. I don't know if the guy was, uh, was uh, shall we say, battling personal demons at the time. I don't know. I don't want to know. It, could, it endangered us. Hey, knock it off, guy. Next story. During one of our, our fall camping trips, we were at a, uh, a public lake, my high school friends and I, all of us in kayaks. And after dinner, we had uh, decided to go back on in the, uh, the fading light. And all day, there was a guy in, a, in this small lake with what appeared to be a, a 20-foot or larger uh, ocean boat with a huge motor on it, zipping all over the lake all day. Zip, 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 stop, take two casts. Zip, 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 take two casts. And he was respectful all day. But again, I don't know if this guy was battling personal demons shall we say while out on the water on the way back out fading light he almost hit one of my buddies and i generally don't try to start problems like that but i was standing up my kayak letting the guy know what i thought of him as he went by me that could have really resulted in tragedy i i I 
don't know what else to say, but boaters, if you're out there, bass boats, otherwise, guys, keep an eye out for us. Um, we're not trying to be in your way. We just want to fish like the rest of you guys. Thanks for the consideration and have a good week. I have Jordan Capone here. Uh, you may know him on Instagram as JC Swag Fishing. Um, this guy has one hell of a profile right here. All kinds of great picks all over the place. Uh, Jordan, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. Those, those are really kind words, my man. I do appreciate that so much. How you doing today? I, I'm doing fairly good. I'm doing all right. I, well, I, I should say my my ego uh, is is a little bit bruised uh, today. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I was, I, you know, so I, so I had, uh, you know, I should I should say beforehand, we're we're recording this on Monday, uh, June first, which is the the day that this uh, month long tournament uh, that uh, with Chronic Trips, Chronic Trips uh, okay. elevated virtual fishing tournament started, and uh, so I wanted to get out there as early as possible and get on the board. And I was, uh, it's basically the the longest fish of the designated categories, and I was the first oh. entry for the largemouth bass. And, oh, nice. And I felt great. Oh, I felt great. Yeah. You want to know how big that fish was? Of course I want to know. I was hoping you were going to tell me, my man. Let's nine, hear it. Nine and three quarter inch. Hey, you know <laughs> what? It's oh, something, you know what I'm saying? It's I got something. on the board. Well, it, well, it was yeah. it was a short-lived victory because I b- then beat my own uh, entry by uh, a couple inches. I got uh, an 11 and a half, and then I, uh, I was dumped into third is a couple of uh, 15s and 14s so i'm uh, i'm on the board still so i'm i'm going to take it it's a, it's a win in that but so it's you been- know what that sounds like a that sounds like a pretty good day of fishing to me i mean there's days where i'm lucky if i even get one fish and yeah. if it's even below 9 yeah. I'm still happy with it. So that sounds like a great day to me, my man. That's what I say. I'm like, even little fish count, you know, I mean, if nothing yeah. else, and, and you, you got to make sure to get them back quick so they can grow up and be be, be giants. That's the idea. Exactly. Exactly. So, awesome. So uh, here's what we're going to do now. Now, I, I'm serious. Your your profile is 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 fantastic. Um, I appreciate that so I much, ha- seriously. I have some questions about, like, Instagram specifically, and we'll get okay. there, but I kind of want to know a little bit about the story of of how it was that you fell in love with fishing. Now, you and I spoke a little bit uh, through uh, Instagram uh, DMs, and mm-hmm. you had messaged mentioned that uh, you're, you're originally from Canada. Yes, yeah, so um, it's, a, it's I'll start at the very beginning here. Perfect. Okay, so basically, um, I was born in uh, Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Um, I guess Mississauga, technically. But um, I was, uh, well, my dad, he was actually a marine biologist for freshwater. Um, so he All used right. to go, we used to, we used to call it the bush. That's what we called like deep in the forest. Yeah. It's like the bush, the brush, you know what I'm saying? Yep. So he used to go out there and he used to uh, study these like unnamed lakes and rivers and ponds and stuff like that. And uh, my mom actually worked for the same company. Now my mom was on like the radio end, like where all the, business was being held and so my dad used to radio in to my mom and basically they found each other through this like little radio and my dad was like i gotta take you on a date when i get home oh no kidding yeah and my mom was actually really into fishing herself at the time so basically like fishing is in my blood my dad's always been fishing my mom's always been fishing i mean i've been fishing since i was literally in my mom's tummy like yeah 
the second I was born, I was on a boat. My grandparents always loved to take us fishing. Um, awesome. We used to troll. Yeah, we used to troll around for walleye a lot. That was like one of the things we did the most was walleye fishing. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So and you know walleye is always good to eat. So you know we were always well fed <laughs> all the time. <laughs> That's what I keep hearing. They, everybody says the same thing. They're like they're like they're like walleye is one of the best eating freshwater fishes you'll ever ever have. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and there are, there's, it's like a whole other style. Now, now when you fished up there, where, um, where you were, were you near the great lakes? Yeah. So, okay. um, I was the closest to Lake Ontario. Now my true passion for fishing didn't come later in life. And I was probably around like seven or eight. And my dad was like, Hey, I'm going to buy a boat. Yep. And I was like, yeah, man, like I'm totally down. He's like, are you going to come with me? Cause it was like, my dad, my dad's my best friend. You know yeah. what I mean? So we did everything together and um, we bought this boat and um, actually funny story about the boat. I'm not sure if you've seen my post on my kayak. It says Canadian bad boy on it. Have you seen that? Yeah, I did. Yeah. And actually, you know what? It didn't connect when you mentioned that you, that you were originally <laughs> from Canada. So yeah. there's there's a story there, I'm assuming. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So the, the boat we bought, right, was in Canada. And on the back of the boat, it said Canadian bad boy. So I did that in memory of the memories I had with my dad. You know what I'm saying? Like, gotcha. it was just a big deal for me to put that on there. But anyway, so I used to go and I bought this fish TV fishing jersey. And we used to fish. Um, there was a lake called Six Mile Lake. Mm-hmm. And we used to go there almost every other weekend. And, you know, we had different spot, like different names for the different spots around the lakes and yep. stuff around the lake. Um, like we had this one spot where this old guy used to like hate us for going there. So we called that like the old man zone yep. because he used to like get super upset that we would go steal his fishing spot. You know, <laughs> there was a good one, like a good little rocky spot that the smallmouth used to just like, like just suck on the lure instead of just taking it. You know what I'm saying? So we yep. called that like the suck zone. I know that's not really appropriate, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> <laughs> me, me and my dad were goofy. We're very goofy. Um, we like to have fun. But yeah, that's where my true passion came from was, you know, me and my dad going out to a six mile lake a lot and just fishing for smallmouth camping mm-hmm. um, and just, just, you know, having a blast, you know, that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Now, how did, how did you get, cause you're in North Carolina now. How, yes. did, how did that transition happen? Like where, what, about oh. what age did you go there? And the fishing has <laughs> got to change because the, the climate is, is a little bit different as well. Yes. So basically this, this is a long story. So I'm sorry if this is a bit of a ramble, so I'm going to try to make this as easy as possible. But so when I was about 16 years old, um, maybe like 15, 15 and a half, um, my dad actually got another job in Kansas city. And we actually moved to Kansas City first. And we lived in Kansas City for about like seven to eight years. Like I graduated high school there and, you know, I got my first full-time job there and everything. And, um, but basically what happened was uh, we ended up going from Kansas City and then he got another job in Omaha, Nebraska. So then we decided to move to Omaha, Nebraska. And then um, we ended up getting another job in Roanoke, Virginia. So I moved there. And it's actually a sad story because I actually stopped fishing when we um, moved to the States. I stopped fishing. Actually, I was sponsored for skateboarding for a little bit. So I was really into skateboarding for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I decided to put that away. And then when I moved to Virginia, that's when I picked up my rod again. And I really, like, really, really got into it. And I have my fiance to thank uh, thank for that now. Um, Shout out to Ashley, by the way. I know she's going to listen to this. I love you. You're beautiful. And um, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. So I love you, sweetheart. Second of all, okay, 
So basically when I moved to Virginia, my parents decided to move back to Omaha, Nebraska. And I was like, I'm going to stay in Roanoke. I'm kind of tired of moving. I want to, you know, have start my own life and everything. So Mm -hmm. um, they moved back to Omaha. I stayed in Virginia. And long story short, I met my fiance, Ashley. And we um, we ended up moving to North Carolina because uh, she actually got a really good job here. Um, it's like her dream job. And, you know, I obviously was going to go with her. So we moved here and I got a job here. And then, so now we're in North Carolina. <laughs> so. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Everything, yeah. everything kind of happens though, for a reason. Like when you, when things oh, yeah. line up like that, that's awesome. And you mm-hmm. guys are, so you guys, you guys are getting married. Yes. Um, awesome. actually it'll be next month. So, Oh, very nice. Uh-huh. Excellent. Yeah. We're, it's, it's been a little difficult though, because of everything going on right now, oh. but we're trying to keep it open and I'm trying to have my family come from Canada still. Yep. And it's been kind of a disaster, like a mess and, but we're trying to, we're trying to keep it going. So, you know, we've been praying and hoping that everything's going to mm-hmm. work out. And just like you said, everything happens for a reason. That's yeah. one of the reasons why we're here actually is we took yep. that as like a sign that we needed to be here. And so we're here and we're excited and, you know, I, we couldn't be happier with each other. So that's awesome. That is freaking yeah, man. awesome, man. I was yeah. going to say, I was like, well, if you got time to plan, you know, just a heads up, you know, I don't want to over intrude, yeah. but I, I am in the wedding business. I'm an officiant. Oh, really? Yeah. You could have Padre roast beef officiate your wedding. I'm just saying. Oh, you know, cool. If, okay. I'll, just, I'll bring it up. You know what? I'm, I'm going I'm to I'm show my fiance what's up. So yeah, yeah you know, we, I mean, I'll, I'll keep you in mind for sure. For there sure. you go. You know, <laughs> it, it, no, it is. You're right though. This is crazy, especially for, for couples that are getting married. It's like every yeah. single one of my weddings has, mm-hmm. except one has already rescheduled for a date a year from now. Except yeah. one of well, them is see, just like, we don't know what we're going to do about a date. We were gonna we were gonna reschedule, but unfortunately, we got some really horrible news about her dad. Actually, unfortunately, um, you know he's kind of sick right now, so we're trying to you know have him there and you know make him a part yep. of the wedding. So that was definitely a priority for us. So that's that's the reason why we haven't decided to push it back is that we want the family to be there for sure. So exactly, well, that's and that's the goal. that's exactly it. Like I've got a, a cousin of mine who has uh, her her wedding was supposed to be last month. And okay. up up here we in you know regionally in New England we have what they call Jack and Jill's. It's kind of like an engagement party, but mm-hmm. much much more casual. Um, okay. So what we're gonna do is uh, they had rescheduled for August and then bumped the Jack and Jill. The Jack and Jill was supposed to be in April. That got okay. bumped. Uh, what they ended up just basically saying like we're gonna do it on Zoom. Like we're just going to okay. do it and then we'll have the reception later. And it was mm-hmm. supposed to be in August. They had to reschedule a second time. I just, yeah. I really, this is not, it's stressful enough, but I oh, would yeah. not, man, you guys, the, and the fact that like, you know, like you're, you're out there do, do, yeah. doing, doing this on top of it. It's like, that's kind of stress. Yeah. You got to get out and fish, get that yeah, shaking shaking out of your head, will- you know? Unfortunately, when I moved here, they actually had to stop my like un- onboarding process for the job I got here. So I wasn't I haven't been able to work in North Carolina yet since I've got here. So, oh, I mean, it's been it's been such a disaster, to be honest with you. But, you know, fishing is the one thing right now that's keeping me sane. And that's kind of why I decided to open like really start my my page on Instagram is that yep. I had, you know, a lot of time. And, you know, I love to go fishing. I mean, even when I was back in Virginia, I'd go as much as I could. Yep. And I was like, you know what? I want I love this community and I really would love to be a part of it. So I started just putting up as many pictures as I could, you know, just, 
you know, com- watching other people's videos on YouTube, Instagram, you know, just showing love to the community as much just because I, I love it so much. You know, that's it's awesome. something that I, I just I'm super passionate about. And, yep. you know, I just I, I love it. So. That's huge, man. That is really, really yeah. huge. Absolutely. So actually, yeah. I, I haven't had this situation where there's a guest, but there's where it's kind of like six degrees of separation, kind of like, cause the way okay. you and I sort of connected is really, yeah. really through, um, hooks at hoodlums and, yeah. and bill specifically. Can you tell yeah. me a little bit about your relationship with hooks at hoodlums? Like I see so, like you, you rock a lot of their stuff uh, <laughs> in, in, in your pictures, which is awesome. What, yeah. to, what degree, like how, how is it that you guys connected? So honestly, I was just on Instagram one day, um, probably way back when I started it and I saw their, their company on, on Instagram, you know, I just, you know, I go through recommended stuff sometimes yep. and I just saw them and I just, I loved it. I love, I love all their clothes. I love all their hat. I love, I love everything about them and like the way they support the community too. Yeah. They're just genuinely nice guys in general. Like, you know, you ask them for advice, they'll help you out. You know, you just want to have a conversation about fishing. They'll talk to you for, you know, 30 minutes, however long you want to. Um, so I basically just messaged him one day and was like, Hey man, like, what do I got to do? You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I would, I really want to be a part of this, this, this company somehow. Yeah. Um, and I basically, I, I, I got a shirt and I just wore it and I took pictures with it because I love it yep. and I wish I could get more right now, but unfortunately with the, you know, the, oh, yeah. the circumstance with the virus, I'm trying to save as much as I can. Exactly. But I just, I love that company. Like I just love what they stand for. I love, you know, their, their gear. I mean, their shirts, like, like I said, I used to be sponsored for skateboarding yep. and like, I kind of know a little bit about, you know, clothing and products and stuff like that and their shirt qualities are like the best like made to fit snug and make you look good and yep. just comfortable and light and just i love it i love it so much yeah so I, I love their company i agree and and you know that's that's the thing it's like we had we had spoken or uh bill and i had spoken and and we talked about how like apparel companies specifically when you start talking about you know any activity whether it's you know sports or it's arts or music or you know anything like that like any apparel companies can kind of like connect you with was specifically like just brands not even apparel per se Mm -hmm. but like you know when when you find people that that are like oh okay i can relate you know with you because you've got sort of either this mentality or you're you stand behind what this company's about or whatever Mm -hmm. it's sort of like you can kind of connect the dots that way and it's sort of like kind of brings people together. I think it's really, really cool. And actually, and yeah. that's the main reason where I think you and I kind of touched base mm-hmm. was really through them, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, I saw, I saw his post about him uh, being on your podcast. And of mm-hmm. course I listened to it right away and, you know, I followed you right away because obviously I support anything they support, you know yep. what I'm saying? So that's awesome. Man. Um, and, and then I, I, you know, I appreciate what you do too, you know, listening to your podcast really get me hyped to go on the water, to be honest with you. So there'll be times where, you know, I specifically remember the hooks at Hoodlum ones. I was driving to my look local little pond here and I was listening to your, your podcast, yep. a podcast with hooks at, and I was like, man, I'm ready to go fish. Like I'm ready to catch some fish today. 
That's... I don't know. I don't remember how it went. I don't, it probably wasn't that good, to be honest with you. But I was, I was excited to be on the water for sure. It's funny because I like the same thing. That was a big inspiration when I started doing this because I'd get up in the morning and you know first thing I'll do is I'll brew a pot of coffee. Always, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll brew a pot yeah. of coffee. I'll you know get my my gear together and then I'll you know I'll I'll leave the head out and while I'm driving to wherever it is that I'm gonna fish, I'll generally try to put my mind set in with that. So I won't listen to music. So I'll mm-hmm. listen to a podcast or something. Mm-hmm. And I'd find myself getting hyped up listening to like yeah. the bite or tackle talk and i'm like yeah this is cool let's go fish and then you know exactly you hook up even with the dinkiest of fish and you're just like yeah (laughs) i'm awesome (laughs) i mean that's that's how you know you're hooked you know when you get like the other day i went micro fishing okay and i caught probably i think it was like maybe as 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 big as my my uh my pinky finger and i was so excited because you know i was i purposely went micro fishing that day like just for fun and just to get a bite, I was just so hyped. That's why I had to get the picture. I was oh, like, yeah. I was with my fiance too. And I was like, you got to come look at this fish. Like I've never even seen this before. Like it was just awesome. It's so cool. And it's, it's tough to get a fish uh, like that, that small to actually yeah. bite, you know? I mean, yeah. it's, it's not easy. That's, yeah. That's a lot of people cool. think it is easy though. That's the thing. Yeah. Like they're like, oh yeah, I mean, that's simple. But I, I was literally fishing like a grasshopper yep. and the hook, like I could barely see the hook with my eyeballs. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh yeah, it was, it was rough and it took me a good, like two hours to actually get a fish in the boat. Like I had a few bites and that took me a while to actually get that, that photo and to get it, you know what I'm saying? Like to get it in the boat. So oh, for sure. yeah, it's difficult, but speak, I, I have a question for you, my man. Fire away. So we were talking about getting hype, right, towards fishing. Now, I got to know, because everyone's got at least one. What's your fishing, like, what's your hype song? You got to have a song you listen to to get you hype sometimes. You know, sometimes you need something to just crank it out, full blast out the window. What you got? So, all right, this is the song that that does it. There's... There's actually two. <laughs> so okay. there's two. Okay, that's a hey, you need and, a playlist, you know? I will yeah, there's actually two. Um it it depends on the setting. And I just kind of cross them over from because like my main job is I, I'm a performer, you know? Okay. Like, I mean, it it's stupid to think so, but like I, I perform <laughs> game shows at bars and restaurants professionally, like five nights that's a week. Awesome. Plus like, you know, weddings and yeah. you know, other events like that. Cause I've been a DJ now for twenty six yeah. years, twenty seven. That's got to be fun. Is that fun? Oh, that's it's, fu- it's got to be fun. It's the most fun. But I also like I do conventions too. Like I, I'll go and do. There's a DJ convention I usually do in Vegas, and then I do one in okay. Atlantic City. So there's there's actually two songs. One of them is by this like funky kind of jam band um, okay. called Lettuce. Which lettuce. I, I think is hilarious for the Alex Perrick reference. I yeah, mean, I was gonna say a shout out to Alex Perrick there. So. Lettuce. <laughs> um, and the song is cal- is called Mount Crushmore. Okay. It's a few years old, um, but it's just it's an instrumental and it's just it's awesome. Mount Crushmore. I might I actually I, gotta, I might even I'm writing play this it. down, by the way. Yeah, I'm absolutely. I might even put that song uh Mount Crushmore in this episode on the on oh, the please. tail end of it. I think it would be please worth do it. it. The, yeah, definitely. The other song is is kind of a weird song that I actually I discovered on Instagram. Oh, where was okay. it? Yeah, I discovered it on on Instagram and I wasn't a hundred percent sure. Like how what I thought of it, I guess, and uh, initially, yeah. mm-hmm. um, it's called High Roller, 
and it's called Hyrule. Yeah, Hyrule. It's an EDM song. Uh, it's, nice. It's called. Okay. Now we're talking my language. Yeah, yeah. Now it's, we're talking. It's by Pegboard Nerds. Okay. Yeah. It's um, it's it's kind of like almost like EDM trap. Um, uh, but like nice. like like I said, I'm a I'm a 43 year old guy. Like I don't listen to 43 year old. You know I, I'm I mean? impressed. I got to admit, I'm impressed. I wasn't. I wasn't expecting the EDM today. So no, 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 I, no. I'll give you a clap. I'm clapping for you right now. Good job. Good job. And I also like. I can put on. There's an artist from Chattanooga, Tennessee. I really well originally from Chattanooga. I think he's in Colorado now. His name's Husky Burnett, and he Husky plays Burnett. like this punk blues style of music. Uh, nice. It's killer. And anything from him, I'll listen to, and it'll get me hyped. That's like that's like early morning music, or you know. You got, you got to make a a, a playlist. You You're know right. what I'm saying? Like, I think I do. I think I <laughs> and do. And post it somewhere. It'd be Please. so weird. I mean, <laughs> I, my taste in music is so diverse. Hey, um, you know, I, I think yep. everyone thinks that though. You know, like oh, everyone yeah. thinks their music is weird, but yeah. at the end of the day, like music's music. You know, so. yeah, you like what you like. You know, exactly. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. That's a mm-hmm. really good idea. I should do that. I should make a fish. Yeah. Yeah. And and you just should. share it. Oh, I love that. So let's. Dude, let's, I got your back. I got I you it. back on that one. I promise. <laughs> Let's talk fishing specifically. Okay. Now, yeah. with with you, what's mm-hmm. what's your your favorite um, season as far as fishing? Either be it for your own personal preference, like the weather's great, or that the bite is awesome. Um. So I, I mostly fished in the summer when I was like growing up, just because obviously, like with my dad's work, and you know, winters are pretty cold in in Canada. You know, so yeah, oh, you know, absolutely. It, you know, that fall time is a little uh, a little rough. <laughs> so you know, it's very short lived because yep. we just get dumped on with snow. Oh yeah. But honestly, this year, um, this is probably the first year I've actually done like spring fishing. Yeah. And I mean, I I like. I had such like so much fun doing spring fishing this year. I mean, it was like bite after bite after bite. Like I I was killing it at the beginning of spring, like right when that like cold weather started to kind of go away and it was like kind of teeter tottering between cold and warm. Yep. I just killed it. And a shout out to Bass Thumb Baits for this one too. So I'm on their pro staff team, but their spinner bait, I swear, like I demolished the fish with that spinner bait, like just one after another. And it was just crazy. So I'd probably huge. say spring. Yeah, yeah springtime sp- was definitely my favorite so far. So it's funny that you say that. Like this spring was your <clears throat> first actual spring fishing because mm-hmm. this is the first spring I've ever had success. Now, oh really? I I have like I grew up in New England. Like yeah. I'm used to the four seasons, very very mm-hmm. different from one another. And mm-hmm. and when it comes to like usually the earliest I would normally go out and fish would be mm-hmm. the second half of April is usually yeah. about about that time. And by that point, okay. you're missing a good chunk of spring. Like you're not in yeah. the spawn yet for New England. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you're still missing a, a good opportunity. I was out as as early as I want to say the last week of February, maybe okay. maybe even the first maybe the first week of March as late as that. But yeah. I have actually this is the first year I've ever caught fish in March before yeah. before St. Patrick's Day. I was like, yeah. you got to be I, kidding me. That me too, honestly, and I was surprised cuz yep. I I moved kind of right around that time. So in Virginia, it's actually warmer, right? Mm-hmm. So I started fishing like like early early spring in Virginia cuz it was getting warmer quicker. Oh yeah. But then when I moved to North Carolina, now I'm in the mountains. I'm in a, a city called Boone here, Boone, North Carolina. Look yep. it up real small but um 
uh, it's really cold here. Like I, I, we'd be lucky if it gets over 80 degrees sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Yep. And it, it, you know, being on a mountain, the weather is so iffy. Like one day it could be freezing. The next day it's like 80 degrees, windy, snow, rain. Like it, it could be whatever. Yeah. So yeah. when I moved here, I really had to like adjust and like figure out when, like what temperature, like the fish were wanting to bite locally. Yep. Um, but if you drive like an hour, it's completely different. Like I'm not even playing. It'll be like really? 55 here. Mm-hmm. And then an hour away, I like to go to this one lake called uh, Lake James. Um, it's one of my favorite lakes to go to right now, but uh, um, it'll be like 80 degrees there compared to like 60 or 55 here. And that it's that like, big of a difference, huh? Yeah. It's, it's, it's a big difference. Like it's pretty, it's pretty wild, but huh. it's nice because like if you, any direction you go, you can kind of be like, Oh, I feel like being really hot today or something. So yeah. you go to Lake James where it's 80 degrees. That's true. Um, I went to a lake this weekend, actually, uh, it was called Rodis Lake, I believe. Um, honestly, not a good lake. I wouldn't recommend it, to be honest. I'm sorry to anyone who goes there, but it was just, there was just garbage everywhere on that lake, like oh, on yeah. the shorelines. It was just not well kept. And I'm I'm sorry if anyone's a local there, but it's just it, it was not a pleasant sight to see. Yeah. Anyway, but it was like it was a little bit cooler there. You know, like yesterday mm-hmm. was like 70 degrees, and it was nice to kind of you know be on a little bit of a cooler lake. We had no luck, unfortunately. Yeah. But. Um, you know, it was just nice to be on a different body of water. So that's got to be really nice, especially when you're dealing with pre and uh, and, and pre spawn, spawn and post spawn windows, because you could sort of kind of dial in what it is you're looking for. Like if it's, you want to go and get the spawn earlier, go to those warmer lakes and yeah. and they might be pushed up shallow that much earlier. You could do some sight fishing. Or if you're mm-hmm. like, no, 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 I want that post spawn, you know, where they're feeding, uh, yeah. where, where they're basically like completely just gorging themselves after the spawn exactly then you can kind of dial it in based on that so that that is pretty cool you bring it's kind of frustrating to be honest it's a little frustrating because like one day you're fishing like like yeah like so in north carolina in boone it's just now getting warm enough for the fish to spawn and i can tell because i can see them all up shallow you know what i'm saying yeah so you're you know you're used to fishing like i said i've been using a spinner bait a lot and like their post spawn was like a long time because like i said it took a long time for it to really heat up here yep so i was like using my spinner bait just crushing it and then all of a sudden they just stopped like they just completely stopped biting all together and then i was like well what what the heck just happened you know and it wasn't like really warm enough to where i was like oh maybe they're up shallow right now you know yeah. what i'm saying like so i started wa- i just started walking around the lake like just trying to figure out like trying to figure out where i could see them you know just whatever i could find out and i could see these fish like up shallow and like they didn't even want to buy i was trying to flip craws at them like sight fishing i was trying worms you know i got that bandito bug of course you know i got googan baits yep lined up for days but <laughs> Um, nothing, they weren't biting anything. And it was just so frustrating to go from like one super high where you're catching fish like all day long to like not even getting a bite. But then I go an hour out of the way and they're like, they're like, um, uh, post spawn. Some of them are even pre spawn, you know what I'm saying? Post pre and I'm getting bitten all over the place on like Lake James or, you know, some other places. And it's like, holy cow, like, what do I throw? You know, it's like, you're kind of like always questioning like, okay, well, the temperature's here. Yep. So I should probably do that, but that might work, not work because it is anyway, it's just kind of frustrating to try to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. A hundred, hundred percent. Um, let's, uh, let's, let's go ahead. There's something actually I want to kind of throw out there because this okay. is, this has never happened. You'd be the first guest who's, who <laughs> this is kind of, kind of jumped into. So okay. I, I, I got an email from a listener and okay. they want some advice. 
Okay. And I've always said, like, if you listen to episode one of this podcast, I'm like, I'm, I'm not an expert. Like, I only <laughs> really started taking bass fishing seriously a handful of years ago. And then yeah. I, I put it down out of frustration. And then I just just picked it up. And, and I'm mm-hmm. only now starting to kind of see some success. So I, yeah. I, I'd like to actually answer this question and get feedback okay. from somebody else on top of that. I'll do my best. Yeah. I'll do my best. Hey, you know, uh, that's all we, all we can do is offer our opinions. <laughs> that's the way I look at it. Exactly. So I got an email from a guy uh, named uh, Jesse Clark. And Jesse Clark is from Spokane Valley, Washington. And okay. uh, he writes to the show. He says, Bobby Rose Beef, love the podcast, brother. Would love to hear you touch on something I've struggled with. I throw a lot of jigs, plastics, st- soft stick baits, Senkos. Majority of the strikes have been within the first five seconds of the bait actually hitting the water. The fish I catch are in the one to two pound range. The issue I've been having is losing patience when working a bait. I find myself giving up on the cast after about 10 seconds of my bait hitting the water, and I quickly reel up and then make another cast. How important is patience when working a bait? Do you work it all the way up to the boat or bank? I feel like I could be missing out on big fish. Okay. So, so yeah. This is this is my opinion, okay? Now, don't take me. I'm not I'm like I'm going to go ahead and steal this line from you. I'm no professional. There you go. Okay. But I think patience is honestly like everything in fishing. Yeah. Like it's literally like everything. So, um, you know, first of all, you got to do what you enjoy. Okay. So if you like to reel and cast and reel and cast, go ahead and do it, man. Because like, if that's what makes you happy, then do it. You know what I mean? Like everyone has a different style of fishing. I always found, you know what I'm saying? So if that's what you like to do, keep doing it. I'm sure you'll get bites, but you know, in, in terms of you missing big fish, that's always going to be a big question mark because that terms, like you have to think about location. You got to think about, um, you know, water temp, you got to think about, you know, what cover you're throwing in. So it, it kind of yeah. just depends on where you're at, but number one is always have fun. So go and throw whatever you want to and, you know, have fun with it. Um, number two, I guess in terms of waiting to the, the to the boat, uh, like cat, you know, waiting to see if something will bite close to the boat. Yep. I, I've had times where like I've been bank fishing and I've had fish bite my bait literally like at the shoreline. Same like, thing. Yep. Right at the shoreline. And like, I won't even have to like, I literally would just lift my rod up and it's on the shore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, this is in life too, honestly, never quit. You know, you never know when you're going to get a bite, you know what I'm saying? Or whatever. So always, you know, always act like you're going to catch something to the last minute, in my opinion, you know, because Mm -hmm. there could be something following it. You know what I'm saying? You don't oh, know yeah. if that little twitch near the boat. So I've also heard, you know, my dad taught me this, that some fish actually like the boat as cover. So some fish will actually like hang out under your boat if you've been sitting there for a while sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like or they're that, drawn you know, to it because they feel exactly. like it's safe. Yeah. No, that exactly. makes sense. Yeah. So, um, you know, me and my dad used to just hang out on the boat. Like sometimes we just, you know, put an anchor down and just fish the same spot for a few hours. And, you know, like I said, I've gotten bites right next to the boat. So, yep. um, never quit you never know um but again always just have fun just do what what you feel is what makes you happy you know what i'm saying yeah. so if that's how you like to fish then go for it dude no i totally i'm i'm 100 percent behind that like you got to do what what it is that that works you know for you um exactly the, the one thing that i i would say that that it as far as advice in my my mind is f- fishing is i mean it's a game 
You know, it, it mm-hmm. really is. If 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 you, what you like to do is chuck and wind, and that's what you want to do, then yeah. you know, yeah, spinner baits, chatter baits, uh, moving mm-hmm. baits, crank baits. You're you're gonna want to do that, and you can cover a lot of water. That a way. lot of water, yeah, um, definitely. Which is really really handy. At the same time, when you're slowing it down and you're using you know plastics for a Texas rig or you're throwing a jig, what mm-hmm. you want to do is consider what it is that you're doing. So I'll, I'll use a jig as an example. And the, the reason why yeah. I think like this is um, so for instance if if I my intent is to fish a brush pile that mm-hmm. I see or a lay down um, that I see what I will do is is I'll pitch or I'll cast into that spot where I want to be I'll work the bait until I'm out of what I would consider the area where you know the, the, that yeah. zone but also beyond that I'll continue so for instance instead of just like burning that that jig right back to me after I mm-hmm. cast under a lay down I'll work it slowly aside and then what I'll do is I'll continue to work it just in case I'm missing exactly. anything until I'm sure that I'm not missing something on the bait. Um, Especially anything with like noise. Like a lot of those jigs do have like rattles in it too. So like, yep. You never know, you know, they could oh, just that sure. noise itself will attract the fish, you know what I'm saying? So and, and a lot of it has to do also with presentation. Like if exactly. you're if you're throwing a punching rig and you're punching certain stuff, you're you're punching, you know, mats or you're 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 punching some some uh or or you're throwing a jig up against timber and you're working mm-hmm. that that really kind of is a focused area that you're trying to yeah. fish. But let's mm-hmm. say you're throwing a drop shot. And you're going to yeah. drag that drop shot and kind of work it and finesse it mm-hmm. over something. I, I, that's something I recently just started doing. Yeah, you can, you know, you can make that bait work for you. And I especially like to use the example of a drop shot because it's in what you would consider the strike zone yeah. uh, for an even longer amount of time. So mm-hmm. take advantage of that and and use that that finesse action. The other thing too, especially with like and he mentioned senkos and stick baits, um, they take a little bit of time to actually get on the bottom. Uh, and, oh, yeah. and depth is huge. And, and yeah. every, when it comes to Senkos, uh, you know, there's an action that comes with that natural free fall. So mm-hmm. make sure that your, your, your baits are getting to the bottom if they're supposed to and, mm-hmm. and then work them slowly. So, uh, one of the, the, for, for fishing Senkos, like weightless Senkos, it's one of my go-to, not even wacky rig. I'll rig, I'll, I'll rig yeah. them on, uh, on an offset worm hook and, and do mm-hmm. them as weedless as I can. And what mm-hmm. I'll do is I'll, I'll make a long cast and I'll just let it shimmy all the way down and then I'll pop it twice to get it to lift up almost like a jerk bait and then I'll sit and I'll wait and wait and wait until my my line is basically it's not sinking any longer Mm -hmm. and then I'll pop it again and I'll work it slowly that way so it's like you don't want to you know but again like you said like you got to fish the way that makes you happy like if you're not Sean the fisherman from this show hates drop shotting because it's just too yeah. slow. I don't ever mm-hmm. expect him to, to 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 drop shot. You know, it's like mm-hmm. you got to do what makes you happy, but you got to be able exactly. to find a way to you know kind of make it work. So that's awesome, exactly. Jesse. I, I hope that answers your question. Yeah, so, shout out to Jesse for sure. Yeah, Thanks for, for the sure. question, bro. I appreciate when listeners send feedback, you know, and stuff like that. And I especially love something like that. I was like, you know, this is really good. I should definitely talk to Jordan yeah. about this and get some feedback so that way I'm not just kind of spewing out misinformation. <laughs> Which yeah, one more happens. thing I want to add too is that yep. sometimes too, especially if you have it like wacky rigged, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you're talking about sinkos and everything. Um, a lot of times fish will bite that too when it's just falling, like when yeah. it's just dropping. So really pay attention to when it's falling because you never know when you're gonna get that bite. I yep. actually had a bite, it was like last, I think it was Friday actually, um, where I, I was throwing it was a flooded lake and there was this piece of wood, and I threw to the base of the wood and I was using a Cinco. 
and the fish bit it literally, like I said, just on the way down. And I oh, barely the felt the, 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 ta- the taps. Like it just, just barely felt it on my rod. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just made the line tight and hook, hook set. Shout out to Hookset Hoodlums again. Um, yeah. Hookset. And um, yeah, he was on. So you just never know. Like I said, the, the, the fall is usually a really good time for a stick bait or a Cinco too. So oh, just pay you, attention to that. You can never go wrong with a stick bait. Yeah. It's just like, I mean, there was, I think it was, I think it was Shop Carl's had put something on Instagram and it was pick two baits, the only two that you could <laughs> use. And it was a little illustration with everything. And I was like, all day long, I got to yeah. pick a jig and I have to pick a Senko. Like, if, yeah. that's just, those are just like my confidence baits. Jigs um, and bigs, right? I mean. Yeah, absolutely. You got to use the jig. <laughs> well, you know, and, and for me, like the jig is just, it's just the big fish magnet. Like that's, yeah. that's what I'm going for. And, you know, today I caught a dink on it, but it was the biggest dink. It was the biggest. Hey, you know, it was I still could. a catch, though. That's yeah. still a catch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. Let's talk about your your preferences in where you like to fish. Do you have a, a specific style of body of water? Like, do you prefer rivers? Do you prefer large lakes or ponds or or small well, lakes? Okay. So right now, I would like to be more accustomed to fishing larger lakes. Now, yeah. I don't have my own boat. Obviously, um, I have a fishing kayak which Mm -hmm. I love to death, but you know, on big bodies of water with a kayak and wind, forget about it. You know what I'm saying? Like you're getting, you're getting turned around. I might as well be in a sailboat. So, um, right now. It's so funny you say that because I got a story to share for you right when you're done. Okay. But, um, I, I really like, like there was a spot in Roanoke. It was called Roanoke river. And it was like this river and I just put my, my kayak in and it was always so peaceful and quiet. Mm-hmm. And it was just, I mean, it didn't really have a lot of fish there, but I loved fishing it so much. Cause like I said, it was always just me on the water. There was like no wind. And I just would just casually drift down this river, just pitching. Um, funny you mentioned jigs actually. I've actually never had a jig bite before. Oh no. Oh. Yeah. Never. I don't know. It's crazy. Right. Like it's, I've tried throwing jigs before and I've never had a jig bite. That was me for years, like for years. And I was like, it makes all the sense in the world. Why is this? You know, and it was fluke master yeah. who, who had, I had watched a couple of his videos about jig fishing and he said something and I started to look more into it. And I, I mean, I hear yeah. more and more people say it. And what they say is that with a jig, you'll get less bites, but the ones you get will oh, be yeah. of quality. And I'm like, all right, so there's something yeah. to be said here. So it was, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like, it's true. It's like, I, I find a lot of people like that. They're like, yeah, I just, I don't really like throwing a jig. But once you kind of get comfortable with it, it's like a religious yeah. experience. So I love throwing a jig. I wish I could catch fish on a jig because honestly, I love the way it looks. I like yep. the rattle. Like I make sure mine always has a rattle in it just because I feel like it'll attract idea. more fish. But I just, I've never had a bite on it and it makes me crazy and I'll, I'll downsize. Right. So I'll go with like, for example, I'll go, I'll switch to a bandito bug after something and maybe it's just too big. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or I'll go with like a, a craw or something or a Senko and I'll start getting bites off of those. And I'm like, why won't you bite my freaking jig? Like yeah. bite my jig. I want this bite so bad, but I've just never had it. So it's, it's, it's crazy. Sometimes what, what's interesting is just downsizing the jig. Like I like to throw yeah. a three eighths. I mean, up here I have a couple of half ounce jigs. I've mm-hmm. never thrown them just because the bodies of water that I fish, there's no need. 
Um, yeah. So I my go to is a three eighths ounce, uh, okay. three eighths ounce Arky style, usually green pumpkin or black and blue or some type of a natural variation. Mm-hmm. With um, although I have been using paddle tail trailers lately because I found Ooh, one yeah. style that works well as a as a uh, as a, a, a like a traditional jig and a swim jig. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, like with a creature bait, but what I've noticed is that sometimes if they're really, really picky and Mm -hmm. it's just downsizing the jig, like I've gone to a quarter ounce jig before, um, and doing that with a smaller trailer and it will get bit. So it's like there, like, uh, I can remember one, one time I went fishing with my buddy Paul just this year and Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if he got skunked, (laughs) but if he did, if he didn't, he only caught like a fish or two. Yeah. And I think I caught eight and, and they were all <laughs> Ned rig fish, which yeah. essentially is a jig without a skirt. You know, it's just mm-hmm. super, super downsized. Exactly. And I, 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 I caught a three and a half pounder that day. I was blown nice. away. So like, there is something, I'm a big finesse guy. I, I agree. Yeah. You know, sometimes you just got to coax them into it, you know? Mm-hmm. But that said, like there's certain power fishing methods. Like I've never caught a fish on a topwater frog and that's yeah, one me of neither. My, oh, really? See, yes. I'm I so swear. glad I'm not alone. <laughs> No, you're not alone. And I swear, if I ever fish in the morning or something, I will yeah. throw it because I always pray. I'm like, please, God, just let me get a top water bite today. Never, never have had it. It's crazy. Yeah, I have. Do you, do you a lot of the water that you fish? Do you have a lot of vegetation, like a lot of weeds? No, not not here in North Carolina. Oh, okay. um, in Canada, maybe a little bit, but there's more smallmouth in in Canada than there is up, uh, obviously in, in the states. So uh, yeah, up here we have a lot of grass. Like there's yeah. just a ton of grass, and yeah. you know, so it's like uh, my, my initially I was like, yeah, I'll throw a buzzbait or I'll throw, a, and that's kind of my other thing too is like I really do like throwing buzzbaits, um, yeah. but they have a different kind of finesse entirely. But like whopper ploppers, that's usually mm-hmm. what I'll have a good top water experience with. But there's certain part, certain bodies of water where it's just like, uh, it's, it, you know, treble hooks, no way. And the top yeah. water frog would be ideal. It's just that finesse. And I, I think I, I, I said to, said to uh, Becca, uh, I, I said to in our last, uh, my last show, I go, mm-hmm. my experience with that that frog is now. I think I'm too in my head. Like I'm yeah. like I'm waiting and I'm giving them too much time. Like they've taken <laughs> it down and they're just like, this is fake. <laughs> I'm out, you know, and that's he's, it. He's just looking at you like, not today, yeah. brother. Sorry. He's like, I don't know what you're <laughs> thinking, bud. Nope, not <laughs> yeah. today. You're not getting me. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, man. So, so what's your confidence bait? Like, what's your... Oh, I, I love any, like, soft plastics are my go-to. Yeah. I, honestly, growing up, I always threw a tube. I don't know why. I just always threw a tube when I was growing up, and um, I would never switch. That's all I fished was tubes. And then uh-huh. when I grew up, um spinnerbait right now is always like my first thing i go to yeah um and then after that i'll start flipping uh bug you know like the bandito bug or uh, the craws or something like that mm-hmm. those are always like really good if all else fails i always get my my yum dinger i've been f- fishing yum for a long time because like my dad like i said he was the one who got me onto that but oh yeah um, yum dingers with the, you gotta make sure you have the salt on it though. You can't get those plain ones. You gotta get the ones with the salt on it. Oh yeah. So I think the, the fish like, hold it a little bit more. Yes. Like they, I, they, I will fish something all day with, without salt. And the second I put on something with a little bit of salt on it, they yep. just, they just grab it. Um, 
I've been actually getting a few good uh, uh, cranks through uh, crankbait bites as well. Um, obviously, shad color just because of the mm-hmm. post spawn and stuff like that. But my go-to, like my hundred percent, my go-to would have to be um, as of right now, uh, bandito bug. Yeah, all day. I, I, I've caught so many fish on that thing; it's just ridiculous. So it's my go-to right now for sure. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it, it's it's such a great it's it's such an ideal size and shape. Yeah. You know, it's great for, for, you know, a Texas rig. I love, I love mm-hmm. a bandito bug. Like when they get a little beat up from, yeah. from fishing, you know, a Texas rig or something, mm-hmm. uh, and they get a little bit torn, especially at the end, I save yeah. them, I put them in another bag because what I do so is do I, I just break them off and I use them as jig trailers and they are, that's exactly what I do. They're awesome. They're absolutely yeah. awesome. I mean, the action on those flippers, man. I mean, it's 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 unbeatable. Like, yeah. I, I, I've fished a lot of different baits, and when you watch it in the water, you're like, "Holy cow!" Like that is legit. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just it's and a great shape. Have you smelt it yet? Have you smelt one of them? Oh yeah, I think the scent is one of the best <laughs> yeah. best thing. So here's my take on on the 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 Guggen uh, the Guggen bait scent. Um, mm-hmm. It's very like anise forward. Like it's got that mm-hmm. licorice kind of smell. Now, yeah. you know what else does too? What? Biospawn. Oh, really? Yep. Very, I don't think not I- exactly right, but very, very yeah. similar. Um, okay. I'll have to go check that out. It's, I'm a big fan. Like, I mean, you know, I've, I've got saucy swimmers and stuff, but like yeah. my, my favorite paddle tail is a Biospawn Exoswim. <laughs> Like, okay. it's just such a great, and it's, it's got that, that anise, like it's, I th- I don't know if it's just a, a different kind of scent or, or, or what mm-hmm. it is, but then I, you know, there, there are some, you know, uh, soft plastic companies that I, I can remember from when I was a kid being like, yeah. these worms smell like freaking chemicals. <laughs> like they're just so bad. It's plastic, plastic smell, right? And like, yeah, it was it's like, gross. it's so bizarre. And I forget what it was, but there was something that I think it came in an MTB box. And mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, that's the scent. That's mm-hmm. the old school one. And then, like, <laughs> it, there's just something to be said about it. But, you you like, got to find something to, like, dunk it in to make it legit. Like, I, I, don't, I yeah. never catch fish with, with anything that smells just straight plastic. I've never had any luck on that. It's got to have some kind of stench to it, you know? Me uh, and my dad used to call it the stank. You got to yeah. have the stank on it, you know? No, absolutely. I th- think that's exactly it. Like, there's got to be – you got to think about it like this. If there's either – um, a, a scent to act as an attractant to get them over there, or there's something that when it's in their mouth, if they can taste it, it yeah. it's going to make it seem less artificial than it actually exactly. is. Because then at least it's got some kind of something that can kind of get their mind to be like, no, 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 what is this? And try and take yeah. take the 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 focus off the way that oh, there's a giant hook here. Uh, here we go. Yeah. You know. <laughs> What's this in my mouth? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But like, but like you said, they'll hold on to it more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I actually, I find that a lot with like, this is my first year ever using Guggen baits to yep. be honest with you. I actually wasn't a fan at first, like at all. Mm-hmm. And then I tried it. I think my fiance got me a pack just at like, just for fun. And I was like, all right, I'll try it out. Like I think it was a bandito bug and I yeah. caught so many fish and I was like, dang, like these things work. Like they are yeah. legit. You know? They are. They're, they're great baits. I'm a big fan of a lot of the stuff. Like I love their spinner baits. I love the zinger. I think it's, yeah, the zinger. it's a great design. Um, I, I really like, uh, and, and actually what's the name of the jerk bait that they've got? Uh, I think it's the, is it a scout? I think. Yeah, that's what it is. The scout. I think it's what it is. Only jerk bait I've ever caught a fish on was, was that the scout. It's like this, uh, two tone blue color. Uh, yeah. it's, I mean, it's great looking jerk bait. Like, I mm-hmm. mean, it's just, they're, 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 they're quality stuff. I mean, there's, yeah. there, 
this industry is full of tons of options and actually it works yeah, right exactly. into my next question I'm going to ask you. Um, mm-hmm. There's a saying amongst uh, fishing tackle companies that the yeah. tackle companies catch more suckers, uh, meaning customers, <laughs> than the the lures will actually catch fish. And I've asked this question yeah. to everybody. And yeah. and basically, in your opinion, what I want to know is like, what is your, what would be like the most ridiculous fishing trend that's happened like in your lifetime that yeah. in your opinion and have you been guilty of using it okay so i saw one i, I don't know the brand or like any of the name of it unfortunately I, i'll be honest i don't really pay attention to that, a lot a lot of that kind of stuff yep i have like a, a few things i usually stick with and i just use it till it doesn't work and then maybe i'll try to find you know what i'm saying like i have yeah. a this, like if i have a brand i got a brand and that's it you know what i mean like i'll stick with that brand yep but there was this one thing I saw. I think it was it was a duck. It was like a, a, a some kind of duck bait, and I it literally like I think it actually like moved like the the wings moved and everything in the water. Like it looked like it was swimming through the water. Oh, really? and I'm thinking to myself like, do bass eat ducks? Like, is that something that's that's like that's happened? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I swear it's got to be. Have you seen that? Like a duck or something like that? I've or? seen. I've seen the lure. I know that there's a couple of them. There was. Um, it was actually so that duck. Um, yeah. It was. Th- there was. Uh, uh, there's another another fishing podcast that I love called Tackle Talk. And Andrew Hayes is the host of it, and he's awesome. And he mentioned um, he did a, an episode. It was like the the best and worst from like iCast in like yeah. uh, spanning different years. I might be messing that up, but basically it was the ideas like what's new yeah. for tackle, what's the best, what's the worst kind of things in his estimation. Really, really good mm-hmm. stuff. And the duck, it was like if it's the same one that you're talking about, it was like an iCast winner that year for most innovative new lure and I, I i'll have to go back and look but i mean from the sounds of it it looked like a rubber duck i like, mean I, I i just thought it was ridiculous like i just i couldn't imagine like someone walking by and i'm just chucking this duck in the water like i just couldn't imagine you know yeah. what i mean i just I, like has anyone caught i mean someone had to have caught something on it obviously yeah. but it's just i just couldn't believe it when i saw it. and there's like some too like i can understand turtles like i've seen the turtle baits too oh, yeah you know but the, you know obviously there's a lot of turtles in the water you know what i'm saying sure. they can be pretty small you know so that's that's understandable you know and they're green you know what i'm saying yeah. so that makes a little bit more sense but the duck i just couldn't wrap my mind around the duck yeah. and i will go ahead and say this loud and proud I've never used it before. <laughs> never used the duck. Never so, used the duck. <laughs> so one of the things that I'm I'm working on right now is is mm-hmm. getting the the different lures that people suggest, and I want to put together like a little like a gift basket. And ev- oh, nice. ev- eventually, what's going to happen with jigs and bigs is we're going to do a, a fishing trivia game show, and I want to have okay. a bunch of YouTubers on, and they compete, and basically the winner gets to give like a random. <laughs> you know, comment on whatever posts they have basically gets to give them this prize. I've already got a couple sponsors in the, in the oh, wings, cool. but the loser actually gets this, this, this basket of like rando nice. trendy baits, like the banjo minnow <laughs> and this duck and bill dances, dancing eel and all these random yeah. things. And, you know, just like a little ha 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 kind of thing. It'll be yeah. kind of fun. Or I'm going to, I'm going to organize a tournament and then the winners and losers will get such and such. That's hilarious. Yeah, but, just, hey, I have fun with it. Speaking of sponsors, I heard yep. you got you got with Thirteen Fishing, didn't you? No, so okay, so Thirteen Fishing is not my sponsor. 
but okay. we uh so I I am lucky enough to have a sponsor and that's Old Glory Outdoors. Uh, okay. cool, Old Glory cool. Outdoors is uh they're 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 in Massachusetts. They have a brick and mortar store but they do online ordering. Okay. And they are now a 13 fishing um uh carry they carry their product now but oh that's awesome okay where this works for listeners of of my show is that Mm -hmm. if you go to oldgloryoutdoors.com and you order any of their products at all you can use the promo code jigs and bigs and save 10 percent hey there you go yeah there so that's why y'all should go do that go do that right now you like you like 13 (laughs) fishing um, I've personally never used any of their products, but I watched a lot of kicking their bass back yeah. in the day, and I know they are very, very well-made products. Unfortunately, I don't have like a gajillion dollars at my fingertips. Like I've had, I've had my, like my reels. They like scream at me right now, like because yeah. I don't, I can't, I, I don't want to buy a new reel yet. But you know, I heard they're very good products. I would love to try them anytime. So hopefully, when I get some. Some cash moolah, yep. we can make that happen. And you know they're what I'm they're doing uh, a lot right now. Like I know they have a full line of 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 baits. They're uh, a whole lure line. They've got yeah. um, their rods. It, it what's funny is so this past weekend I had gone out fishing with Sean the fisherman and mm-hmm. uh, and his youngest son. We had gone out uh, kayaking, which was so nice. uh, very educational for me. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'll get there in a minute. That was a story I yeah. mentioned earlier. So we were talking and, and he mentioned the same thing. He's like, yeah, he's like, so what's this about 13 fishing? And I explained to him that it was, it was from old glory outdoors. They were, okay. they were the ones, the retailer who was carrying 13 fishing now, but you could, you know, use the promo code and save some money and come to find out. So he had a, he had a spinning rod that he broke. Um, he broke his carrot stick. And then he, uh, he, what was his son was using? I want to say it was an omen line rod. Okay. One of their omen rods, I think. And, Mm -hmm. and, uh, he said that he was really impressed with it. And he's considering looking in that line as well to upgrade and and change out some of his stuff as well. So he's like, what I do, I'm just going to use a promo code, of course, you know, and, and make it worthwhile. I was like, that's great. Yeah. So I may, and that that helps you out too, right? That helps the show out. Oh yeah. It's definitely, definitely goes to support, you know, support the show for sure. So, I mean, the more people do that, the the better save yourself some money, get your gear and, and, and show some support. It's like the trifecta. Yeah. I mean, you, you heard it people show, show the love, show the love. Absolutely. Now, Now, (laughs) the reason why this trip was so, um, was so, uh, educational was that, Mm. This is the first time I had gone kayak fishing where there were no restrictions on uh, like the boats that were in the water. So Uh, you had, yeah. Um, That's always fun. And also I'm a guy with a really wide frame. Like I I need a (laughs) whole lot of kayak first off to keep me up. But the wind was so crazy. Mm -hmm. I, 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 I'm a, I'm a cast counter. Like I, yeah. I, I will often count the casts while I'm out. So I know, like, I'm like, okay, so I'm over here and I'm fishing X amount. I'm covering X amount of water and X amount of casts. Mm-hmm. It's just something I do. It's my own mentality. Nice. Cool. I, I will know if I go out, you know, for two or three hours, I might cast anywhere from a hundred to 125, 150 times. Okay. Um, I'll go and now that's fishing from the bank. And I'll put yeah. miles on because I'm like, all right, we're going to hoof it this way. We'll, we'll try Cause it's a challenge. You know, bank fishing mm-hmm. is tough. Yeah, on, it's tough. On that kayak, I casted sixteen times. Oh, really? <laughs> in in four hours. Nice. Yeah, and it was yeah, just that's... 
just because I'm like I'd, I'd find get myself into a spot and you know the wind would just take me and I'd be going for a ride. Mm-hmm. I'm like I got a drop shot out here. I'm trolling basically. Yeah. You know. Yeah. There, was, there are times where like you can throw like I like I was throwing a spinner bait yesterday and like yep. like me too I was in some crazy wind yesterday and I was just sitting there like I just I didn't even reel the rod I was just sitting there letting it because I was on the you know fishing a bank too right yep. so I was just letting it drag me through the the the, the bank and I was I wasn't even moving I was just kind of hanging out and just like you too there was no restrictions on boats and yeah. there was like a million boats on this lake like I'm talking like people tubing sea doers you know and you had fishermen like trolling around for god knows what yep and it was it was crazy and my poor fiance she was paddle boarding i've oh, never heard of man. a paddleboard before yep. yep yeah so she's trying and she's kind of new at it so she's not like a professional yet yeah so she's still kind of learning and so, she was just like free like she was just like oh my god like i can't I can't stand on this board right now. So we kept having, like, I kept watching her, like, stand up and then get down and then stand up and then get, you know what I mean? Like, it was just yeah, crazy. Yeah, it's, that's the thing. I mean, we had a, a close run-in with, uh, with a boat that was way too large for mm-hmm. that body of water. Um, so yeah. much so that they, uh, they, they flipped around right away when they saw how shallow it was getting further yeah. up toward the other end of, of the spot where we were. Mm-hmm. And, but they almost hit, uh, my, uh, Sean's son. You know, uh, oh, wow. on, on the kayak, and I'm like, "You got to be kidding me!" Yeah, and that's like, scary. Man. He knows what's what he's doing. Like he was just, yeah. you know, whipping circles around me easily. Yeah, you know, and uh, and that's why you, if you're taking a big boat anywhere, people always do your research yeah. first. Be smart. <laughs> Figure exactly. out if you should have that boat in that body of water exactly. like, from the get go exactly. before you even get there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they were just they were going way too fast. Um, yeah. I couldn't believe they actually to avoid him. They got closer to the bank. Which oh, wow. blew me away because I'm like, if there's <laughs> yeah. a lay down there or a stump that you don't see, y- you're, you're going gonna, down. Yeah, your boat's gone, done, you know. And yeah. uh, and and I mean, he wasn't exactly. F- I it just it blew me away. I was like, you got to be yeah. kidding me. My yeah, jo- kayak oh. fishing is tricky. You have yeah. to find a spot where there's fish and you're kind of out of the elements at the yeah. same time. Because like I said, if you have wind, I mean. I've seen kayaks with the little paddles, you know, you can like, you know, like riding a bike sort of deal. Yeah. Yeah. The puddle drive ones. Yep. Exactly. I'm not sure if that would do better in the wind or worse or what, you know what I'm saying? You have more control. But right now for me, like I try to find spots that are out of the wind, you know, kind of on a point that lead into a pocket or something like that. So I can go and hide, but sometimes the fish aren't there. And that's one of the things that frustrates me the most about kayak fishing is that you're kind of limited to a certain area. You can't go like way out, you know, if you want to try the other side of the lake or, you know, you're not getting any bites where you're at, you're kind of stuck there until you're done. You know what I'm saying? And I love kayak fishing. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I love it to death. But there are days where I'm like, I wish I had a boat so I can go (laughs) somewhere else. You know what I mean? So. And I think that's that's exactly what it gets down to is like for me, I've always been, you know, I, I don't have a boat currently and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm playing around with, you know, I mean, I'm not in a position to be buying a boat either at all, yeah. but yeah. I'm kind of like, so I'm just trying to kind of figure out what the goal is at the end of the yeah, exactly. day, you know, and uh, I think I think ultimately that 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 is the goal, because really what I want to do is I want to go and fish much larger bodies of water. Mm-hmm. And, and and I mean, I will be, you know, having to break those down and piecemeal those in a kayak yeah. to what's manageable and battle the elements. Like I, I exactly. you know, I know there's there's definitely a skill set. I've never fished from a bass boat. I can only assume yeah. 
that, you know, controlling the boat with your foot on a trolling motor takes a little mm-hmm. bit of skill, you know, it does. like anything, <laughs> but you know, yeah. as does pitching and flipping, but I managed to teach yeah. myself that, you know, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. That's the whole idea. Persistence. You gotta, you gotta keep, keep it, keep trying. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Um, um now, what is your, let's see, what's the, oh, this is what I wanted to ask you about. So mm-hmm. share with me um, a couple, uh, one or two stories. Um, think about, it doesn't necessarily have to be like your personal best or anything like that. You can definitely share that if you want, but share with me the catch that you're like most proud of. Like the one okay. where you're just like, okay, this is amazing. Or on the other end, the one that was like the biggest epic fail you've ever had. And you can share them both. Don't feel like you have to okay. pick one or the other. Now I knew you were going to ask me this question okay, and I have, cool. I have two, I think I have two of each and one of them is, uh, so I'll do my best first, like my best moments. Yep. Um, one of them is actually my mom. Um, and it's just such a good story that I have to share it with the whole world because it's hilarious. So, awesome. um, like I said, me and my family, we used to go fishing all the time. Right. Yep. So, um, when my mom gets bored, uh, she'll, we'll, we have food on the boat we had Cheetos. Okay. And me and my dad get very serious when we're out on the water. You know, we're like, we're trying to, we're throwing everything. We're not yep. getting any bites and we're just chucking everything we can think of. My mom's just sitting there eating these Cheetos, right? And her bait was kind of just over top the water. Like it wasn't in the water at all. Yeah. Um, but like, like it was just hanging over it on the boat. Mm-hmm. And my mom just, you know, she's getting ready to finish up with the Cheetos. And you know, you get that like cheese sauce on your fingers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so she goes in there and starts wiping her hands off in the water to get the cheese sauce off. And this giant smallmouth just comes out of the water and bites her lure that was hanging over, hanging over. Like, no joke. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. It was probably like a four-pound smallmouth. Like, it was it was a beast. And we're all freaking out, right? Because, like, you know, she didn't have the rod in her hand or anything like that. But, you know, oh, yeah. we always call that the, the Cheeto story. You know, me and my dad being serious – my mom just wiping her hands off in the water with, you know, the cheese stuff. And this fish just comes up. Like, it's like it was like the cheese sauce attracted the fish. You know what I'm saying? It's so it funny crazy. you say that because – so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in real quick because yeah, I, I, one of my things – and I think I put this on Instagram. One of my favorite things to do while I'm fishing, and, and it's not just because, you know, I'm, I, I like food, is um, <laughs> eating uh, sunflower seeds – will actually okay. like help me dial in to like slow down. Yeah. You know? So like yeah. when it's like, sense. yeah, it's just, there's just something about it. Like it's able, and it mm-hmm. comes from like playing music too. Like as a drummer, yeah. I used to, I used to chew gum every time I played because it was a mm-hmm. way for me to kind of also have like a, a, a click basically going. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's just weird. I don't know. But if for some reason, no, that I makes kinda, sense. That makes a lot of sense. actually. So like a couple of my favorite flavors are like old Bay and, um, uh, cracked black pepper and and one of them is uh, uh, spicy queso, right? Ooh. And I'll you know I'll spit the shells right into the water, you know. Yeah. And and there's panfish that will come up and like snoop them mm-hmm. around and see. And I'm like, really? So I've taken <laughs> like a handful before and just dropped them in to see what. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. And I think it's it's, it's the salt. It's the salt, yeah. just like you said it with is. the soft plastics, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. That, you, that You just reminded me of something so funny, though. My dad used to have, like, a lot of old videos, right? Yep. And there was one that was, like, try, trying to teach kids how to fish, and it was, like, an old VHS tape. And there was this one thing that I for, I totally forget who it was that was doing the video, but it was called splatter polling. You ever heard of that before? Splatter polling? 
Yeah. So what you do is Never. like, just say you're not getting a bite. Okay. Yeah. And, um, basically what he recommends this guy was to take the tip of your rod and literally just like, like whip the top of the water, like to ruffle up the water. You know what I'm saying? Oh, to try okay. to attract bait fish. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And it was just so, I just remember me and my dad laughing at this. It was like this super old guy who was, who was doing this splatter pulling and he just bless his heart. He, he was trying so hard to be informative. You know what I'm saying? And oh yeah. He, but you could tell, like he kind of like pulled that one out of, out of, out of, uh, out of nowhere, but it was just so funny. He just totally reminded me of that. So I thought I'd throw that in there. <laughs> I, I have a feeling in the next few years, we're going to see a brand of baits that are like flaming hot Cheeto, yeah, <laughs> you know it'll be like flaming hot Cheeto Senkos, or you know you'll have you'll like have that. me at the end of the hook on that one. If I you love made it. A, if you made a burger, a burger one, I'm I'm gonna eat that thing. I love hamburgers. So oh much. man, that is freaking <laughs> yeah. awesome, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so okay, I got I got to give you my second story. Yes, okay, so I got th- this is actually recent. Um, this was my birthday was May sixth. Okay, okay, and um, actually I put this post on my on my Instagram. So if you want to check that out, go check it out. But I was fish. I decided to go fishing that day. Now that day it was like super cold. Um, it was like trying to rain all day. Like it was spitting rain and it was windy and it was just a really bad day to try to go fishing. But I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go because I want to go fish on my birthday. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Why so not? I go to my little yeah. I go to my local pond and I literally was there for probably like. 10 minutes like not even kidding it was like five to ten minutes and i'm just kind of cranking my spinnerbait along and i get i ended up catching my personal best within like 10 minutes on this like horrible day on my birthday and i after i caught the fish i just left i just went home like i was like i'm done i'm out of here and i just went home <laughs> so oh, it was no so kidding. crazy but yeah i was super proud of that because i was like i was toying with the idea of fishing i was like oh my god it's such a it's a it's a horrible day to go try to fish yeah but i really want to and i ended up pulling the trigger on it and i ended up getting my personal best it was a five pounder uh five pound largemouth. it's on my that is Instagram, a good like size fish man i'm yeah, looking at the was, picture I, now that I, is badass on this pond too, like I don't usually catch big fish. Like I probably get like two pounders tops. Yep. Like that's, that's a good day. So to have this giant fish bite on my birthday on this horrible day for fishing, it was just so unbelievable to me. Yeah. I was like freaking out. I was, there was no one around too, you know, like there was nobody around me and I'm screaming. Like, I'm like, yes, is anyone seeing this? Like, I'm just like yeah. screaming at the top of my lungs. Cause I couldn't believe it. But it was just so cool. That I, just, I was so happy. <laughs> that is, it's 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 crazy. Like when when things like that happen, and there, it's totally you weren't you you weren't at all expecting it. You weren't. Oh yeah. Maybe you were like half paying attention, and you're yeah. just like, holy crap, this was it, this worked. It's funny yeah. because I had there was there was this one time. My biggest thing is a lot of time is like patience. Like I'm just like, mm-hmm. you know what. Too, I've I've lost I've I, I I've I've thrown this lure into too many trees. You know mm-hmm. I've I've lost some some stuff. I've had to retie whatever. You know yeah. hey I'm calling it a day. You know it happens. Um, mm-hmm. There was I forget what day it was, but there was this one day where I went out and it's this lake actually this year. I only recently have I kind of turned a corner with this one lake, but mm-hmm. uh, I went out for this one to to this one spot. Yeah. And, and I think, I think it was in like early April and I I'm out there and I'm, I'm, I'm fishing and I was just frustrated as hell. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to strip it all down. I'm just going to go, mm-hmm. I'm going to bring my bait casters back to the car and yeah. I'm just going to fish. I think I fished in Ned rig and, and okay. I, I go, I'm just going to walk the bank. There's a lot yeah. of bank to work here. So I'd go spot to spot yeah. to spot. Yeah. And I was just like, 
just there was like a little voice in my head that just said, keep, keep going, keep going. And mm-hmm. I caught this little dink, like tiniest <laughs> little fish, probably like about 11, 12 inch, maybe. And I'm okay. just like, man, I worked my ass off for this. I was so proud of that fish. Yeah. Because I was like, you just got to keep going, you yeah. know? And uh, my my best friend messages me like probably a week or two later, and he's like, "Yeah, I think that little voice in your head lied to me." And I go, "What do you mean?" He's like, "Cause I fished for six hours, man. I didn't get a goddamn yeah. bite wherever I yeah. was." And I'm like, "You just sometimes, obviously, some there's it, it, it's not a, a guarantee, but I'm like, no. yeah, persistence pays off, you know. And like, imagine like had you not pulled the trigger that day to go and fish, mm-hmm. your PB wouldn't be where it is right now. That's exactly. pretty cool." You know, I, I like I literally took it as a sign because yeah. like something in my gut was like, just go, you know, like, just go. Like, you just you don't know what's going to happen. At least you'll be outside, you know, because yeah. I mean? at that, that, that time, too, you know, the quarantine was going on. And I have I hadn't seen the light of day for like a week. Oh, you know yeah. <laughs> so I was like, just go like you got to go. So I just went and I ended up having like such a good day. It was awesome. I loved it. Those so are the much. best. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Is that, those are the best. best. Absolutely. When you least expect it, yeah. When you catch fish, when you least expect it, those are always like the best. Mo- like you just feel so good about that. So. Yep, one hundred percent, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, this was awesome, Jordan. Uh, I, yeah, I, dude. I, I, this was really, really good. Um, I do appreciate you letting me be on the show. Uh, oh, honestly, of course. It's an honor, and I, I, I feel very blessed. So I do appreciate you asking me to be on here, and. Um, I'm looking forward to the future, my man. So before we wrap up, uh, Jordan, yeah. do me a favor and promote mm-hmm. where people can find you. Uh, the best way to get in touch with you and see what what you're doing and, and kind of sharing your fishing adventures. Um, honestly, the best way to get a hold of me is through my Instagram at jcswag underscore fishing. Um, I post all my pictures of my fish there. If you have any questions about anything, you DM me. I love getting uh, pictures of fish, like your fish that you catch. Yep. So, I, you know, I'm sharing your stories with me as well. So you can definitely find me there um, and just have a conversation with me, guys. So, yeah, that's where you can find me. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. Sounds good, buddy. I appreciate it. Yeah. Jordan, thanks for being on. Congratulations on the upcoming nuptials. Let let me know. Let me know if you need an officiant. I got you. I will. I will keep you in mind, my friend. I will keep you in mind. I don't know if Ashley, (laughs) Ashley's going to be like Padre roast beef. What? (laughs) Who's that? But you know, (laughs) she she knows I'm doing the podcast. Oh yeah. She's listened to the hook set one with me. So she knows who you are. So that's good. That's good. Awesome, man. Well, Hey, you take care. Tight lines and and get on them. Get on them. We'll see. All right. Yeah, brother. Thanks again for having me, man. Take care, buddy. Man, I'll tell you what. I wasn't kidding when I said it was a good show. This was a great show, everybody. Hey, I just want to say thanks to everybody who has listened and uh, left some good uh, feedback on uh, Apple Podcasts, giving us a review. Everybody who subscribed over at Spotify, like... This really means a lot. Seriously, I really, really, uh, I, I hope you guys uh, are, are enjoying the show. It sounds like most of you are. That's really, really great. Uh, I'm hoping to bring more and more great content out for you guys in this sort of weird sort of way that I like to do it via uh, audio podcast. Anyway, guys, uh, if, if a quick reminder, merch is available. You can check the uh, show notes for a link to the store right there. Or if you follow on Instagram, uh, all you got to do is just go... Uh, 
right to the link in my bio. Click on that. You guys can check out the logo collection. We got t-shirts, long sleeve shirts, and hoodies in the logo collection. And in the uh, the Blackheart collection, we have uh, a separate design, a black and white design, uh, a little bit more fine line. We have uh, a few different, we've got five different garments in there, including tank tops and women's racerbacks too. So uh, it's going to be good stuff, guys. I am Bobby Rose Beef, everybody. I hope you guys have yourself a great week. I will see you next time. Remember, hit me up on Instagram if you would like to be a guest on the show. Shoot me a message from our Facebook page if that's the case, or just email jigsandbigs413 at gmail.com. We'd love to go ahead and answer any questions you have or have you on as a guest. If you want to share your story, that's what it's all about, just connecting anglers and, uh, and, and sharing all this good stuff and enjoying the outdoors and sharing our adventures. All right, guys, you have yourself a great one, everybody. We will see you next week. (laughs) 